Saving money on your outdoor project? Now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. With rank comes responsibility. That is the message that Grandmaster Sung Si Kim imparts to his students at his belt and promotion tests. It is also the tenant by which he lives. My name is Mark Zorianis. I am your host for this podcast, the editor-in-chief of Taekwondo Life magazine, and a third down black belt. In April of 2019, then Master Kim traveled with his family to the Kukiwan in South Korea to test for his eighth dan Taekwondo black belt. In June, upon learning that he was only one of a handful of people to have passed the exam during his sitting, he became the youngest eighth dan grandmaster issued by the Kukiwan in the United States and only among a handful of people his age in the world. Grandmaster Kim talks to us today about his journey to this great accomplishment. He gives us an inside look, rarely seen inside look, into the exam itself, his preparation, and he discusses quite eloquently what comes now for him with this newfound rank and newfound responsibility, what his goals and dreams are for himself, for his highly successful Master Kim's Taekwondo Institute in Rochester, and for the Taekwondo leaders around the world. His interview is important and inspiring as Grandmaster Sung Si Kim is not only part of today's Taekwondo, he is forging the future of Taekwondo for the next generation. We are happy to have today on the telephone Grandmaster Sung Si Kim, recently earned Kukiwan Ace Don. Thank you, sir. Thank you for talking to us today, and certainly congratulations. Thank you, sir. It's my pleasure being here, and I look forward to this interview. That's great. Uh, so uh, you have become, where you, whether you may realize it or not, somewhat of a quasi-celebrity, certainly um, a bit of a social media sensation, because you are, uh, as I mentioned, you've recently, uh, you went to Korea on a, a trip, and you did something that is very impressive, which was you earned your eighth don in Taekwondo at the Kukiwan, which makes you the youngest eighth don in the United States. So can you tell us a little bit about that, um, about that experience, uh, a little bit about what led up to that experience? Yes, sir, absolutely. Um, first of all, I do want to say that, um, you know, it's hard to explain to my students or my friends um, or even my colleagues what this experience was like. Um, it was, it exceeded expectations. Um, you know, if I could kind of um, give an analogy to 
other sports, it was like, it felt like my Super Bowl of Taekwondo. You know, that's um, exactly what I felt like when I walked into Kukiwan and had this opportunity to test, um, you know, for my eighth den. Um, you know, the Kukiwan um, minimum age at eighth den is 44 years old if everything goes perfectly smooth. So uh, me testing at uh, 45 years old, um, I am the youngest uh, in the United States. And um, through Kukiwan, we found out that there are five 45-year-olds that have um, currently um, in the world, and the other four are from South Korea. Wow. Um, so, of okay. course, leading up, I mean, uh, as a as a business owner, uh, you know, and I have 1,200 students here in Rochester, New York, uh, my day is consumed with uh, business operations to make sure that our school is um, the most successful in this area. Uh, so a lot of my uh, training uh, was really um, come from my competition team. So I can really attribute uh, most of uh, my training through my competition team and also late night practicing. I made it a, a um, I, I made it a role to make sure I ch practiced every single night, Monday through Friday. Um, and my practice session would usually start at about midnight <laughs> and go until about uh, 1 a.m. or so, uh, just because uh, the full day is so, um, is so crazy. Um, the Kukiwan experience, you know, um, was uh, unbelievable. I had a chance to meet uh, all of the officials at uh, Kukiwan. Um, at that time, the acting president was um, Grandmaster uh, Young Tae Kim. I know they have a new acting president um, at the current time. Um, you know, the, the uh, experience of the test, um, you know, we had a four hour, you know, for those that are not uh, familiar, with the, yes, the, the this, is, this is great because I, I think that people don't don't fully understand the the mm -hmm. the, the, the pressures and the um, the procedures that are involved. So yeah, if you could yes, if you could enlighten us on that, that would be wonderful. Yes, sir, because it's uh, very interesting. Um, because you know I, I had an idea, but I didn't know exactly what to expect. Uh, so um, before my trip to Korea. Um, of course, there's, um, you know, the 10-page document that you have to um, write and make sure all of your applications and your paperwork is in, um, all of your documents are sent. Um, but when you get there, um, you know, what I did was I finished up my application in the morning, the morning of uh, April 16th. And then um, the, the Kuki One, um, one of the advisors, um, Grandmaster Ko, uh, took us in for a meeting. Uh, so for about 30 minutes, he let us know how the day would go. Um, the first thing we did, there was um, eight candidates, and uh, Grandmaster uh, Ik Pilkang, um, and many people would know him because he's actually um, he wrote the textbook for uh, um, it's a it's a purple uh, book and it's called the the handbook of uh, Taekwondo, um, and he's one of the Kukiwan instructors and he led us through a four-hour training class, and the four-hour training class was uh, was fairly intense. I mean, it's four hours of straight. Um, uh, training, and it's um, we were supposed to cover all of the forms, but we but we had a chance to cover the um, the most advanced ones um, during that class with uh, Grandmaster Kang. Um, I could feel the the tension in his um, voice. Um, he constantly reminded us to train like we were going to perform in in four hours. Um, so the pressure was definitely on um, all of the individuals there. I would say at my age, I was uh, easily the youngest. So at one point, Grandmaster Kong looked at me and asked me if I was in the right place. 
Um, I assured him <laughs> that, that, that I was, uh, because I think probably the average age of someone testing for eighth Dan is, you know, probably in their sixties. Um, sure. Uh, so, um, so for me, you know, with my competition team and knowing the cookie one standards, um, you know, I felt very comfortable in the training, but I know that, um, the others, you know, there were quite a few others, uh, that did not, um, but the training was, uh, fantastic. Um, I wish I could get that level of training, uh, you know, all the time (laughs) regularly. Um, and what happened was, you know, um, after the uh, training concluded, uh, we went for our test. So, you know, for seventh Dan and below, there's uh, different requirements. There's sparring, there's breaking, there's uh, there's pumse. For eighth Dan and higher, it's actually, um, you know, it's just pumse training. So, and it's really only the, um, you have your compulsory pumse, uh, which is your hansu pumse, which is considered the eighth Dan um uh, Kuki Wan Pumse, and then they will randomly select um, one of the three, uh, one Pumse below, um, which is like a fifth, sixth, and seventh Dan Pumse. Um, okay. So that is pretty much the, um, you know, your exam. But during the exam, uh, you know, I think about, I'm not sure of the exact timeline, but I will say that about uh, six years ago, I think Kuki Wan just changed their standards completely. I think um, maybe six, seven years ago and beyond, um, testing for a high Dan level was somewhat ceremonial, where if you show up, you did, you did your time, they pretty much, you know, they awarded your, your, your rank for your uh, commitment and dedication to the art. But now they are, if your techniques are not, you know, um, by Kuki One standards, you will not pass your test, period. Uh, so, um, you know, it, it was pretty, um, you know, it was, uh, <laughs> it was pretty exciting because the first gentleman that went up, uh, they chose his, uh, Pumse and he was unable to perform his Pumse. Uh, so, you know, there was a ton of nervous energy in the room. Um, sure. the crowd, the crowd was starting to, uh, applaud to kind of, um, encourage the, uh, the candidates, but then, uh, Grandmaster Ko said that the applause, uh, uh, applauding is not allowed at a high dan test. Uh, the panel of um, of the head table were all you know who's who of of taekwondo, and then there are uh, three um, kukiwan judges, um, and there is a, a candidate in front of each. Um, during my test, I felt very confident with the curriculum, um, and I felt confident that I did well on the test. Um, but after um, and hearing of the results since the results were posted on June 1st. Uh, only two of the people that tested with me, myself and one other individual, I think he was from Kuwait, um, passed the exam on the day. Uh, wow. There were this. There were candidates from um, Kuwait, Mexico, Saudi Arabia. Um, uh, there were four from the United States and one other country also. Um, so I, I was the only one that passed the test from the United States that tested on that day. Um, so it's it definitely, they have raised their standards. And if, you, if, you, if there are any mistakes or if you do not perform those forms, so you pretty much you know your two minutes of glory on, on the mat, if they're not performed uh, well, um, they will ask you to come back in October to, to retest. So, um, Interesting. 
Yeah, so, this, so this, I want I want to I want to touch touch on two two points that you made, um, which I think are very interesting. And, and in reading your your sort of journaling on social media, uh, I, I really found it very very interesting and very very educational. And I'm I, I consider myself to be really, relatively involved in the happenings of Taekwondo, but I learned I learned so much. So number one is so upon the completion of the test, you walk away from that experience not definitively knowing whether you've passed or failed. They give you no indication at that time based on what you're saying. That's correct? Yes, sir. So at the end of the test, um, all of the candidates, they gather the candidates, and they uh, told us on June uh, 1st, you will find out the results of your test. And that is it. Um, period. That's it. And may I ask you if you in when you walked away from that 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 test, did you feel that you had accomplished the goal? Did you feel, or were you still uncertain as to whether or not? Obviously, we we never know what the results will be, right? So so you you certainly there's factors that that are not within your control. But in your okay. heart of hearts, did you feel walking away from it that you had? Uh, uh, passed the test or you were or 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 you didn't think about it or you were unsure um i felt confident that i passed the test there's always that um that glimmer of uh of doubt but i felt very uh confident with my performance on the mat um like i said i'm you know in terms of the cookie one standards they're very similar to the uh, usat and the wt uh, standards for computer sure. training and uh, that's how I teach my students, um, and that's what I'm used to. Um, I'm currently a uh, the Region 8 U.S. Uh, AT head Pumse coach, so um, so I know what they're uh, looking for. Uh, so I felt very confident. Um, I think one of the downfalls of a lot of the um, other candidates was that they were really like old style, meaning they sure. haven't uh, adapted to the more modern style of Pumse training. And um, and one of the things that's really hard for you know high dance, like you know for seventh dance is that there's no one there to train them or help them. And, Ex and they kind excellent, of feel... Excellent point. Excellent point. Yes. And, and it's one of the yes. things I wanted to ask you about because I think it's... I see it... I think we see it um, throughout Taekwondo. The, the higher your rank, if you want to continue to achieve great things, there becomes a smaller and smaller core group of people that can teach you... Uh, the higher belt cur curriculum because the, the just because of the statistical demographics. So my question yes, for you, and 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 you, and you hit on this point, is for for you, uh, it seems like a lot of self discipline uh, is part of what you utilized to get you beyond that point, and the fact that you, as you mentioned, you were on some of these teams. Is that is that what you would attribute um, some of your success to? Yes, yes, sir. Absolutely. I mean, um, you know, one of the things that, um, um, I mean, Taekwondo, just like everything else, it, it evolves, it changes. I mean, it's completely different than it was 10 years ago or 20 years ago or 30 years ago or 40 years ago. And then I think it's important for us to continue to evolve as Taekwondo does. Um, you know, the uh, the progression of uh, the motions, the techniques, um, we need to continue to, to adapt if we're going to be the best um, instructor. So I definitely take that to heart. Um, and I want to be the best I can, so I can provide the, the most for my students. That's wonderful, and that's uh, and I thought that you know for uh, you, and you talked about this change, but I really do think that uh, it is so important that um, 
for, for me, and it's easy for me because I didn't take the test, but when I heard that you had posted that, you know, a number of people had taken the exam and only a small percentage had passed, I got excited. And um, mm-hmm. not, obviously I feel sympathy and empathy for those that, did, that didn't pass, but for me it's, a, it, it's an indication that the standards are set high and that for somebody like you when the ace don is earned, that there's integrity in that and that we understand that there's value to it because if on any level, whether it be first on or whether it be yellow belt or whether it be eighth on, if we give away the belt, then from my perspective, and I think from the perspective of serious practitioners, there's no value to, to the achievement. Exactly. Do you agree yes, with that? I totally agree with that. And I am so happy of, um, of the standards that cookie one currently has. I think, um, you know, there's always, you know, with any organization that there's, um, you know, pros and cons, there's highs and lows, there's, there's, um, you know, there's valleys and, uh, and peaks. Um, so I think what Cookie One is doing and what they have done is they've really raised their standards. So, you know, for you to hold a Cookie One high dance certificate, they want you to be able to demonstrate Cookie One techniques, you know, via Cookie One. Um, so um, so I, I love uh, that and I love those standards. And like you were saying, I mean, you know, even when, you know, a lot of, um, Students become like uh, helpers or instructors, you know, a lot of their training time goes down. And you can imagine, you know, being a school owner or a higher than level than the chance to practice and, you know, everything goes down and the people to train you, it definitely goes down. So, um, so I think that is one thing that if I could give some advice to anyone that's going to take this high dan test, um, you know, soon is just to, you know, find the necessary um, uh, help and support. Uh, for them to, um, you know, do it properly. Um, you know, one thing that um, I received last week, and it was it was really um, heartbreaking. Um, I received a voice text message from one of the candidates who um, who was not successful on the test, um, and he was from another country, um, and he sent me this voice message, and he told me that he was unsuccessful on the test, but he was so happy for me. You know, so, um, wow. But it was heartbreaking because he said that, you know, for him to, he, he said that Cookie One told him to go back in October to retest, but he needs to, you know, save money for two more years to have the opportunity to go back and test. So those candidates that, um, you know, make that trip, you know, to test, I mean, they've really, you know, put their heart and soul and life into it. Um, and it's really, um, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's somewhat heartbreaking to, uh, see them uh, sure. go through that but at the same time you know it's you know it's good for kooky one and it's good for the art of taking uh, bills uh, because of the standards are high absolutely absolutely it, 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 it adds value to all of our certifications so now for you there's some uh i know and again from 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 following you and from uh i, I saw your uh ceremony where you honored your parents in a traditional style your father is a grandmaster in his own right, an accomplished uh, Taekwondo uh, practitioner, um, coach, Taekwondo leader. Um, what did it mean for your family for you to accomplish this this goal? I will say that you know, and I you know um, feel like this is a an extreme accomplishment uh, in my life. It's probably one of my greatest uh, so far in my life. Um, but for my father, 
I will say that it means a hundred times more to him. So um, I think, you know, uh, and you have children, sir? I have four, four boys. Yes. And of course, and I have um, a couple girls, you know, and what, you know, our children mean to us. Um, and in the Korean culture, you know, it's, it's a little bit different too, uh, meaning that, you know, the, the family is even, um, you, know, you can just tell by how the, how the names are said, you know, so I would be in, in, in Korea, you know, the, the family name comes first. Um, but what this means to my father um, is just, it's just extraordinary. And I am so happy uh, that, um, that he feels this way. I, I feel like, um, uh, I mean, he's on cloud nine and he's been there uh, since April and, Wonderful. Um, and it just means uh, so much to him that um, I am able to, uh, I was able to um, do this, complete this and uh, bring this um, honor to our family. Uh, I'm not sure how many um, families there are with uh, two living grandmasters, um, um, you know, currently uh, in the world. Um, but my father has been uh, a huge uh, contributor to the movement of uh, Taekwondo uh, in the United States and world. Um, I think he, right here, and I know that you're from New York State also. Uh, yes. You know, my father was a 12-year uh, New York State Taekwondo Association president, uh, you know, in the 80s and 90s when it was really uh, – you know, the, the growth of Taekwondo um, in the state. Um, so, and of course, um, as you mentioned, uh, manager and head of team of uh, multiple uh, teams that traveled uh, worldwide. Uh, so he was definitely a, um, a mover and currently a shaker in the Taekwondo community. Uh, but it definitely, um, I mean, it just means uh, so much uh, to them. I was uh, honored to be able to um, show that in the ceremony last weekend when I accepted um, uh, the honor of uh, Eighth-Dan uh, Grandmaster uh, in our organization. Um, yeah, I did the traditional uh, bowing ceremony. Yeah, it was very um, beautiful. Yes, and it was really about uh, you know showing my children and showing my students that it doesn't matter who you are. We need to show that respect to that to our elders, to our parents, uh, to our family, um, and that's the correct a correct value in life. Um, so what what a wonderful what a wonderful message. Now let me ask you to take a little bit of a different spin on it because I had opportunity a uh, recent opportunity to um interview um Chun Ri the son one of the sons of the late Grand Master Jun Ri. And my question for him which is one I'll I'll pose to you is to be the son of someone who's such an accomplished uh person and such a large presence in the Taekwondo and martial arts world, um, it provides a different set of pressures, I think, than, let's say, me. Um, is that something that um, you, are, you were cognizant of in this, this journey? Does it change, do you think, the parameters of, of doing it? Does, it? does it make it, to some degree, more difficult um, and more challenging because the, the nature of the, the pressure on you is slightly different than someone who doesn't have a uh, historical uh, a family that is as, as prestigious as yours. Um, yes, sir. I think I always have that in the, um, in the back of my mind. Um, you know, I think from opening my schools, from being an instructor, from, you know, everything that I, I have uh, done and accomplished, 
I think there's always, you know, that person or those people that kind of feel like hey, I'm just writing the coattails of my father or, um, you know, just doing sure. it because, um, because it was given to me. Um, so that is kind of one that is definitely a motivator for me to be able to um, create, do as much um, that I can to uh, promote uh, Taekwondo, you know, my family, my school, my father still, of course. Um, so it definitely is a driving factor uh, for me to do what I do. Uh, but yes, there is definitely, um, you know, some additional pressure uh, with that because I, you know, I never want to, you know, let my family down, of course, um, not even my parents, my children, any, anybody. Um, but, you know, it is in the, in the back of my mind, but rather than letting that work negatively for me, I, I make it work positively to help drive me to do what I do in, in Taekwondo and in my life. That, that is wonderful. That's wonderful, and that's, and that's evident uh, from your accomplishments and from your uh, demeanor. And uh, I wanted to talk to you, obviously I could talk to you all day, but uh, in, in the interest of time, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about uh, that's tied into your recent accomplishment, but it's, it's, it's a little bit separate, is I, I noticed in your uh, recent posts, and I think that you have a, a unique platform because of your recent accomplishment, um, that you've been discussing a lot about positive contributions that the Taekwondo, um, members of the Taekwondo global community can, can make. And uh, I talked to you a little bit earlier about the fact that, you know, we live in a world where, where everyone's a, a critic, everyone's a professional writer, and everyone's a cynic, and social media gives us the opportunity to very easily criticize. Um, I noticed that you've taken a strong stance as it relates to leaders in the Taekwondo community and this issue. Can you talk to me a little bit about that and your perspective on, on, on that? Yes, sir. You know, I take to heart what Taekwondo has done for me. Um, I, you know, I've lived through, uh, only through Taekwondo. So it has given me my lifestyle. It has given me the opportunity to help others. Taekwondo has done so much for everyone that is involved in Taekwondo. It disheartens me when I, you know, read or see something that a Taekwondo master or Taekwondo instructor or Taekwondo practitioner writes that is negative towards Taekwondo and they do not have a solution, you know, for it. Um, I mean, we have gained so much through the art. And we continue to, and many of us, you know, many of the instructors or school owners or masters um, have their livelihood uh, through Taekwondo. So them doing that or treating Taekwondo that way because of, you know, an incident, a sparring match, a, you know, a uniform, what have you. Sure. I mean, I, I, I find that to be um, ignorant. I find that to be, um, you know, it's not the way that we need to um, show Taekwondo to the online and to the world. Um, I mean, there's so much positive with Taekwondo. I think one of the things that we need to continue to stress um, in uh, Taekwondo, maybe uh, online, 
um, globally is the character building benefits. Um, you know, I mean, there was a recent, I saw a recent uh, uh, post that I shared of um, the girl, um, you know, doing the Teguk Samjang. I'm sure you've seen that video. Yes. So she's yes. doing that. Um, I think um, it was like uh, meningitis uh, on, a, on their Facebook page. Um, and she's doing the Teguk Samjang. I think it probably has over 5 million um, uh, likes and views. So it was, you know, it just went viral because that's like Taekwondo right there. You know, a child, I mean, imagine, think about like all of the people that Taekwondo can, can help, um, can benefit, you know, for different reasons. You know, that's what Taekwondo is about. So those are the uh, character building uh, benefits that we need to continue to push out there, uh, which is going to help our martial art. Um, I think they I, say that, uh, yes, sir. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go right yeah, ahead. yeah I, think, I think they say that, um, you know, currently, you know, not just uh, Taekwondo, but like 3% of the U.S. population practices uh, martial arts. And, you know, imagine if we, if we can get that to, you know, 10%, you know? I mean, what I, would I, the world look like? It would be just a, just a, a world, uh, a greater world filled with more respect, self-control, discipline, perseverance. I mean, that's, this is, these are the philosophies that we need to uh, continue to push out there. I, I couldn't agree with you more, and it's been a common theme. Um, and I talked to you earlier about uh, some of the interviews that I've done, and I, I interviewed uh, Master Erica Lindhorst, who's who's working on um, extending the Taekwondo experience for seniors. And I talked to Grandmaster Sirota in Canada, who works very heavily in the para Taekwondo area, and who is believes in Taekwondo, some form of Taekwondo. For all, and these are common themes that I really get behind because I do agree with you. I mean, I think that for most people that I've I've spoken to, that you know, the um, the dojang is their safe place, and they they value the experiences there, they value the friendships, and if we could get that to transcend simply the training halls and increase the um, the, the vision for it globally, I agree with you. It, I think it, it's it, it isn't an understatement to say that it would make the world a better place. I, we we, exactly. we share that that, that common. Um, so, and I know that you are. Um, I think that you are up for the challenge and in a poise and in a great position to do that because you are, whether you recognize it or not, your 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 recent accomplishment at such a young age has given you the type of visibility and credibility to be able to help to spread that message. I, I believe that people listen to you and will continue to listen to you. So um, I applaud you for not simply sitting back and, and, and relishing your accomplishment. Yes, sir. Um, you know, one thing I always mention to my students is with rank comes responsibility. And I'm going to, um, I'll be the leader of that. Um, you know, since uh, attaining uh, this rank, I'm, um, you know, uh, of course, I'm going to go to U.S. Nationals with my with my uh, team in Minneapolis. Then uh, after that, I'm going to assist uh, the the collegiate uh, national team as I was uh, appointed as the team director. Um, and also, I'll spend uh, two weeks in Italy over there to um, represent uh, Team USA, um, uh, taking the appointment of the of this region's uh, you know head Pumse coach. I'm going to do that. I'll be at the um, the Hanmadang supporting. Uh, uh, that event in uh, Colorado Springs, which is really an awesome event. Um, you know, that's not for the necessarily for the world-class athlete, but it's really the Hanmadang's, um, you know, premises to include all, you know, the, really the 97% of athletes that may not be world-class, but to include them all. Um, then, uh, then of course, I'll be at the uh, ATA seminar in Las Vegas just to uh, promote these same ideas. I mean, a lot of uh, martial arts schools, uh, they don't know, uh, you know, 
or they may need some support operating their programs. But, you know, one thing that I will tell those martial arts schools, because, um, you know, there's probably some school owners listening right now that are like, you know, how do I make more money in my school? But that's not, you know, the money is a byproduct of teaching the character building art. So once they understand that, that, hey, you know, when I teach through the philosophies that the parents want to learn, that, that I want to teach, if I'm out there on the mat every day and I'm teaching, I'm preaching respect and, and tangibly showing them how they can improve their discipline with uh, worksheets or, uh, you know, and just really teaching through the philosophies of the martial arts, then the success will come. So that's, that's my, um, my key I, note uh, during, during that seminar. I agree with that, and I think that's true. Of if you look at and if you listen to or read um, successful people in any endeavor, the ones that are the most successful are the ones that pursued what was important to them, irrespective of the financial upside or irrespective of the the fame and and, and um, celebrity that it would bring. Those things came as the byproduct of being good at what they did because they were passionate and because they believed in what they did. That's just what, what I've observed. So I, I, yes, sir. I, I, I think what you say speaks and rings true. Um, I would like to give people the opportunity to be able to um, find out more about you. We've, we've covered the tip of the iceberg and what I'm hoping to do in the future is perhaps we can talk to you about, uh, you know, we, we, we can cover you in a, in, a, in a print article and we can talk about some, some contributions for the magazine. Maybe we can um, focus on, on some of the things. We'd like to keep up with your travels. What would be the best way for our, and we'll link these in the show notes, the best way for our listeners to find out more about um, about you and about Master Kim's Taekwondo Institute? You have how many locations in, the, in, in uh, and around we, the Rochester area? Sure. We have uh, three uh, locations in Rochester, New York. We teach uh, about 1,200 students. I also have some satellite schools in uh, northern New York, uh, but those three locations are the main ones um, uh, that I am, that I operate. And how would we? So, how would uh, how would people find out more uh, about you, either on social media or through the website, or what would be the best the best ways for sure. them to, to to learn more about what you're what you're up to? Absolutely. Thank you. So uh, of course, our Facebook page. It's just uh, Master Kim's Taekwondo Institute. Um, or myself personally, it's uh, Sung, S-U-N-G, a middle initial C, last name Kim. Um, on our um, social uh, media for the business, um, it's basically at M-K-T-K-D-R-O-C. So M-K-T-K-D-R-O-C. Uh, my Instagram is uh, at M-K-T-K-D-1. Uh, my email is M-K at masterkims.com. And, of course, our uh, website is masterkims.com. Um, so any one of those uh, methods there, um, I would uh, we'll, love to hear from the viewers. Yes, sir. And we'll, we will link all of that so that people can follow you. Um, uh, Grandmaster Sung Kim, I wanted to congratulate you again. Uh, you have been an inspiration for uh, those of us that have, have watched you, not only because of what you've accomplished, but because of the the dignified and – uh, personable and respectful way in which you have proceeded. Uh, for those of us that value tradition in the arts, um, to see someone as young as you are um, uh, holding the torch and burning so brightly, um, I applaud you and I respect you and I thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule, and your schedule is very busy, um, to talk to us today. Um, and I, want, I can't thank you enough. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate um, the opportunity. And I will uh, do my best to um, 
contribute to Taekwondo and make sure it's in a better place when my time is done. We know you will. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.